Welcome to Your Classical Storytime. I'm Scott, and this is our version of Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack and his mother were very poor. So poor, they had nothing to eat. So hungry, they decided the only thing to do was to sell their cow. Off Jack went to the market. Along the way, he passed a man in a big wagon with Miracle Max painted on the side in huge colorful letters. Miracle Max convinced Jack to trade the cow for one, two, three, four, five magic beans. All you have to do, son, is give it a little water and zoom, it shoots straight up into the sky. And at the top, treasure beyond your imagination. Mm, okay. Pleasure doing business with you, son. When he got home to tell his mother about this amazing trade, she was not happy at all. She hollered and stomped and made a terrible racket. Then she threw the beans out the window into the yard and went to bed, hungry and angry and honestly scared. What would become of them? Jack climbed into bed with his own empty belly and fell asleep to the patter of rain on the roof. When Jack woke up, the light in his room was strangely green. He looked out the window and saw a tangle of big, thick, deep green vines. The beanstalk! It shot zoom right up into the clouds. Jack climbed up the beanstalk just like climbing up a ladder, a really tall ladder. And when he finally got to the top, he saw a big stone house. The front door was as tall as three jacks, maybe four. He couldn't even reach the knob. But he saw an open window, and he could smell fresh, warm bread that made his tummy rumble. Jack scurried up some cracks in the wall to the window ledge and peeked into the kitchen, where he saw a giant woman slicing fresh bread with a knife that looked more like a sword. Across the room, he saw stacks and stacks of gold coins and a big goose in a rusty cage laying golden eggs that stacked up in a pile underneath. He yelped to himself when he saw all that gold. Whoa! The lady giant, 12 feet tall if she was an inch, peered around trying to see what had yelped. Oh my, what was that? Who's in there? Well, would you look at that? A wee boy on my windowsill. Come up here where I can see you. Jack timidly climbed up and stood where the giant could see him. You're just skin and bones, lad. You look like you haven't eaten in a week. The giant took a little hunk of fresh warm bread and a little splash of milk and set it on the windowsill for Jack. <coughs> well, don't eat so fast. You'll get a tummy ache. I'm Tracy, by the way. Thanks. Up, Jack. Blood to beat you. Just then, Jack heard a thump, thump, thumping that made the glasses in the cupboard rattle. That's me husband, Basil. You better hide. If he sees you in here, he'll grind your bones to make his bread. Jack looked at his piece of bread and back at the lady giant. <laughs> oh, no, I'm joking. Basil wouldn't do that to you, but he might squash you. He might squash you. Here, take a little bag of coins with you and be on your way. You really don't want Basil to find you here. Off you, pup. The lady giant's little bag of coins was as big as Jack. And by the time he was finally able to lift it, Basil the giant was too close for him to make his getaway. So he jumped into a flower pot by the sink and stood as still as he could. Fee, fi, fo, fum. I smell that. 
I smell something in here. Do you, do you smell anything? Like what? I don't know. Like a little smelly boy. A dreadful little... What? You don't smell that? I don't, know. There's no little boy in here. Look for yourself. Oh, I'm too tired. I'm going to go sit down with me tea and count some coins. Tracy brought him his tea and bread. And while he counted coins, she eyed Jack in the flower pot, looking for a chance for him to make his escape. Trace? Tracy, can you bring me a harp in? Give us a song, would you please? Tracy went to the cupboard and took out a beautiful gold harp that played on its own. The music was so lovely, it quickly put Basil the Giant to sleep. <coughs> While Basil snored and snorted, Tracy motioned for Jack to make a break for it. <coughs> Thank you, large friend. Jack lugged the bag of coins back to the beanstalk. But just as he was about to climb down, he started to think about that sad goose in the rusty old cage. Uh He ran back to the giant's house to see if he could help the goose. When Jack climbed back up into the kitchen window, he saw Basil slump forward in his chair, snoring away as the harp played. Tracy saw Jack right away, and she shook her head with wide eyes, hoping that Jack would just leave. He tried to show her what he wanted to do, flapping his arms and making a zooming motion toward the window. Tracy understood exactly what Jack meant, but was very skeptical. She waved Jack in with a shrug. Down on the floor, Jack suddenly felt so small. The goose's cage was way on the other side of the room. It seemed like it was a football field away or more. Jack ran as fast as he could, darting behind table legs and giant shoes, being careful not to wake Basil. The goose that laid the golden eggs saw Jack getting closer, and she started to get excited that she might be free with Jack's help. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, what, what was that? Your goose. Oh, hi. Basil settled back down, but not before catching a whiff of Jack. Oh, there's that smell again, Tracy. What smell, Baz? I can't describe it. I just smell it. You don't smell something funny in here. Phew, I'm going to get a candle. This is worse than cow business. After Basil left the room, Tracy warned Jack. You have to leave, wee man. If Basil catches you, honestly, I don't think I'll be able to save you. Jack looked at the front door and then at the big goose that was expecting Jack to come let her out of the cage. (laughs) Just as Jack reached the goose's cage, Basil came back. Where'd you get this candle, Trace? This is lovely. It smells like... Hey! Look at that. There is a smelly little boy in here. I, t- I told you, Tracy. And now he's going to let my goose out of her cage. Uh-huh. Jack flung open the door to the cage. Basil dove toward him and barely missed catching him. Oh. Jack started to run for the door, but Basil followed right behind. There was no way Jack could make it out the door before Basil caught him. Just as the giant was about to grab Jack, the goose swept down just close enough for Jack to grab onto her legs. Uh-huh. And the goose lifted Jack right up into the air. They flew around the house, barely missing lamps and fans and flower pots. Basil tried to catch Jack and the goose, but each time he got close, the goose would just barely get out of reach uh-huh. until she saw the open kitchen window and flew out. Once outside, the goose carried Jack all the way to the beanstalk and dipped low so she could grab the bag of coins in her beak. Honk. She flew Jack and the gold all the way down to the bottom of the beanstalk and set him down nice and easy next to his bag of gold coins. 
There was no time to waste. As soon as Jack's feet hit the ground, he ran to get an axe to chop down that beanstalk before Basil made it to the bottom. Jack started chopping as fast as he could, and Basil was closing in. fee fi fo fum I see you, Jack. You can't get away from me. With one final mighty swing, Jack cut through the last of the beanstalk, and with a long creak and a few pops, the beanstalk started to fall. What? 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 With a huge splash, Basil the Giant landed far out to sea. It's not bath night. With the beanstalk and Basil gone, the magic harp never had to go back in the cupboard again. And the goose that laid the golden eggs got to fly back to her flock. Hunk. Jack and his mother had enough gold to never go hungry again. Sometimes, on clear nights, Jack could hear a harp and a deep, happy humming in the clouds above. So Jack, his mother, the goose, the harp, and Tracy all lived happily ever after. The end. Thanks for listening to Your Classical Storytime from American Public Media.